Yes, and it is the Talking Ball podcast. What is this, episode 13, 14? It's actually 12 because I oh, messed up yeah. with the recording last week. So I apologize, uh, everyone. I went to a new platform to try it. It So what happened was it saved mine and my audio, but did not save Ryan's video or audio. So half of it was me, and then it just silence and awkwardness on my half. So we decided just to scrap it, start over. We're yeah. back weeks after the new year. Ryan, what do we got? Yeah, man, well, we're back after the new year for the first time in 2023. And, of course, the big thing that's going on right now is the NFL playoffs. So, you know, we got to start there. Uh, so let's start local. You know, I, I in the episode that we recorded last week, I, I you know, that didn't air. Um, I picked the Seahawks to win this game. And boy, was I wrong. They uh, I mean, they they were in it for a little bit, though. They were in it for a little bit. They were up 14 to 13 after that dime from Smith to uh, DK Metcalf, I believe, in the second quarter. And they went. They went into halftime, seventeen to sixteen. Right. So they were. They you know they were looking good, and but that second half uh, did not look so good. Brock Purdy and his offensive weapons just went off. The defense started playing like the defense we knew the San Francisco 49ers were going to be, and uh, they take the W, forty-one to twenty-three. So, I mean, look, the fact that the Seahawks were even in it, I think, is definitely a cool thing, you know, in the, in the playoffs, and the fact that they were leading the game at one point. Um, you know, that's good. That's good for their future. You know, we'll see what happens with Geno Smith. But, you know, I, I think if, if you take a look at the entirety of the Seahawks season, getting to the wild card round is, is certainly a success. Yeah, I that's a success. Like you said, we got a special guest. This is Mia Mia. For everyone hey, no. <laughs> Baby, get on. You got your 10 seconds of fame. So, um. Yeah, no, you hit on the nail. They were they looked good in the first half, and really just from there, the 49ers came out with second-half adjustments and just ran away with it. The 49ers team that we thought was going to be running through the playoffs, if not the end of the season. So Brock Purdy's looking good. Yeah, he's he looking, is. He's looking pretty good. You know, no yeah. pun intended, to say the least. <laughs> and um, really, at the end of the season, whether they make it to the Super Bowl, with the Super Bowl or not, I don't think anyone really – I can't say that not anyone saw them being this good. Everyone knew the defense was going to. They always thought who's going to be behind center and no one saw Brock Purdy doing it. And so with my take with it is, is it's they're a force to be reckoned with. They're going oh, to yeah. beat the Cowboys this weekend. I'm not, I don't even need to go into that. The Cowboys beat up, which we'll talk about here, but they beat up on a, on an old 45 year old quarterback whose age is finally showing and a Buccaneers team that was really banged up. And they had the pieces to beat a, an eight, and nine team in the wild card. So back to the 49ers real quick. The really what that is, is just, Brock Purdy's doing it, and next year you're going to have a, yeah. a QB controversy on your hands. Is it, it going to be Brock Purdy or is it going to be Trey Lance? Because you can yeah. trade Trey Lance for some picks where a team like the Colts, like the Raiders, like teams like that, even New England, where they're like, is Mac the guy? Or, hey, we just let go of Derek Carr in Vegas and so on and so on. And Indy needs a quarterback. If Tom leaves, Tampa's going to need a quarterback. So if you think Brock Purdy's the guy, you're going to go into not quite training camp, but the draft saying, eh, who, who's our guy? Because we need to... We can't have a controversy going into training camp. It's either Brock Purdy or Trey Lance. And if Brock Purdy leads the, the 49ers to the Super Bowl, I think Brock Purdy should be no. the starting quarterback for the Niners yes. going into next season. I and, totally and so agree. Forth. Yeah, I totally agree. He's, he's playing really well. And again, this is a guy that, that was a four-year starter at Iowa State. I'm pretty sure he's a four-year starter. I know he stayed all four years. Um, he, he's just, you know, again, Kyle Shanahan's off, offense. We've seen guys like lesser guys like Jimmy G get it done in this offense. But, you know, he, he Purdy's playing really well. I mean, he, the throws, he looks confident. He's got good mechanics on his throw. He's getting the ball to the guys he needs to get the ball to. Debo, Kittle, Ayuk. I mean, those guys are super talented, and, and obviously Christian McCaffrey as well. 
But I agree with you. I think if you're Purdy, man, you're you're playing for your future right now, you know. And and if he can get this, I think if he gets the Niners to the Super Bowl, I don't, I don't think there's any doubt that he's going to be the starter next year. And that's really incredible coming from Mister Irrelevant, two fifty two, right? The last pick of the draft, Mister Irrelevant, has never been done before. Never. Nope. So the thing is, like like you said, like I stated, like you stated, it's it's going to be hard to give up if he wins. That it's well, all about I, I, I say not even the Super Bowl. If he makes it to the NFC championship and it's a close one. So like everyone's projecting the Eagles, right? So yeah. if they go into Philly, if, they, if it comes down to that, if it comes down to the Eagles and the Niners and it comes down to say like a three point or a one point score. And it's just, it was one of those just, Hey, Philly played a, just a tougher, better game on both sides of the ball than the Niners could have. I don't see why not, because you did not yeah. see this out of Brock Purdy and he, and he's not making mistakes. No. He's doing what he needs to do. And he's going by, by Shanahan's playbook. So I say, write it, man. And then next year, maybe, I guess maybe not trade Trey Lance so quick but it's like if teams are offering first round picks for him hey Purdy looked pretty good this year like i said no pun intended but i think you're right with him the rest of the way until it's just like okay maybe he fizzled out after a couple of years but you got a good run out of a good defense and a cheap quarterback who's probably costing you like less than 500 grand on the books oh yeah you know, speaking nfl terms that's that's jump change in nfl yeah, terms paying, 500 right, grand right, so right. pay your superstars roll with him franchise him if you have to later on but you know don't let him hit the market because he'll be yeah. a hot commodity going forward yeah, no doubt. He, he really is going to be. And, you know, just a great story, though, with Purdy. Great story of being Mr. Irrelevant, you know, staying all four years and getting that, that experience in. And and he was a recruit for Alabama, too, at one point. So it's not like the yeah. guy stunk coming, you know, into college and out of college as well. So well, and he looks like Pose. He looks like a professional NFL quarterback. Yeah. The moment he took snaps, he right. just looks welcome like. He, there's no pressure on him. It's almost like, hey, you know, like, what do I got to lose? I was Mr. Irrelevant. I'm yeah, right, right, right. That's exactly what you're seeing. He's not making mistakes. He looks composed, you know, and well put together in the pocket. He's using his legs when he needs to. He's not forcing yeah. passes. He's not forcing plays that don't need to be done. And like I said, it's what do I have to lose? I'm Mr. Irrelevant. If anything, yeah, right, hey, right. it's a good feel good, you know, story. And then I can move on type thing. But, but no, he's been tearing it up. And I don't see why the Niners and Shanahan should even move on from him. If yeah. anything, this saved Shanahan, if they were to get knocked out earlier on, they'd be like, well, we had a third string quarterback in the playoffs. Right, right, right. You know? I even have my my one and my one and two options. I had to go with a third string quarterback. So that's where I see it, man. I, I can see the Niners of that defense and Purdy leading them to at a minimum at least an NFC championship. No doubt. Yeah, I, I'm going to pick them to beat the Cowboys as well, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, let's go to the game that we watched together, the Jaguars and the Chargers. I mean, it was an absolute embarrassment from Trevor Lawrence in the first half, throwing four interceptions, three of them to Asante Samuel Jr., who's going to be a, a stud, by the way. Uh, but it, it looked like it was going to be just a one and done for Trevor Lawrence. And then somehow, some way, through four touchdowns in the second half, led the comeback. Uh, ETN was a big factor as well. The, the Jags defense stepped up. But, you know, it, what? what is it? I mean, is it, it, was it the Jaguars winning the game or or the Chargers losing the game? Because, you know, Staley's Mr. Go-Forward on fourth down. He didn't do it in this game. He played conservative, no doubt about it, in the second half. Didn't really let Justin Herbert sling it. Um, just didn't use Austin Eckler in the second half. So, what? I mean, do you think the Chargers lost the game or the, or the Jaguars really just were that good and they came back and won the game? I think it's a little bit of both. I think the yeah. Chargers lost it because they kind of let – brought their foot off the gas, right? They let their foot off the gas where the Jaguars put it on. And they're like, Hey, you know, we're down, we're down 20 at this point. They were down 27 to nothing at one point in that first half. 
And it just showed what Trevor Lawrence, Doug Peterson. It just shows he's a QB guru, man. Oh, I mean, yeah. look what he did with what he did with Carson Wentz. Look what he did with Nick Foles and won a Super mm-hmm. Bowl. And look what he's and doing the guy with played Lawrence. quarterback too. And so this this Trevor Lawrence we saw this season in the playoffs is the Trevor Lawrence I was hoping to see last year if it wasn't for mm-hmm. the whole devastation fiasco of the Urban Meyer experiment. Right, right. You're actually seeing what a first round franchise turning quarterback is supposed to do. I mean, were they super flashy this season? No, the Jaguars scraped in at a nine and eight record, a winning record, you know, given last season, what happened, the dumpster fire, like I just said, and you're seeing Peterson just like, Hey, we got a whole half of football. You probably, you know, he said that to his young quarterback. And I still think this is Trevor Lawrence's rookie year. Mm -hmm. Last year was a mulligan. That was a year, you know, and he was hurt in the whole, and he didn't have the weapons. He didn't have the weapons that year either. He didn't have a, have a, a well-coached team. And Peterson is a good coach. He'll probably be a Hall of Famer when it's said and done for what he's done in Philly and now in Jacksonville running forward. So really, you know, she said, hey, we got to lose, man. We got a second half, you know, let's let's run with it. They had a better record, but are they really a better team? They're only one right. game better than the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Really, statistically speaking, they were. And Staley's been known to blow games, and it's crazy to say, we were talking about this on the couch behind me. When we were watching the game, he's a defensive coach. Oh, yeah. He's a defensive-minded coach. You can't blow a 27-point lead, let alone sure you're going to give up points. They're passing the ball. They're trying to score. You're not going to keep them at a shutout. But, yeah. God, man, like, you got to close games out. I'm surprised he wasn't fired Monday. I was very surprised he was not canned Monday. I mean, maybe they're like, hey, you know what? Hiccups happen. This is your last chance to make up for it unless – they go, you know what? Fuck well, they fired. Let's they just actually go, let's fired. Just go with Eric, Eric B. Enemy. Let's just go right. They Eric fired Bien-Enemy the offensive coordinator, actually. So, which the offense wasn't the problem, it was the defense. Yeah. I mean, the offense did fall. I, I don't say fall apart. It, they just played very, very conservative, which, yeah. what, which isn't a, a Justin Herbert and, and Brandon Staley type team. You know, like I said, they're very aggressive on fourth and short. You know, they're very aggressive on the third and shorts. You know, let, let's just go for it. Fourth and it's either fourth and or first down off the fourth down, you know, going converting for it, or it's a turnover. Like, right. When they're on that side of the field, like, okay, if we're past a 55 yard, let's just go for it because a punt could be a touchback anyways. Let's just, let's, let's go for gold, you know? So that's my take. I, I think um, if they don't make an improvement next year, at least a game or two, I think it's time to part ways with, I agree with, with um, Brandon Staley. And then yeah. I think if you're Herbert, you're like, Hey, I want the hell out of here, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Chargers franchise. Chargers are notorious for destroying and ruining careers for quarterbacks. <laughs> right. Yeah, they well, they always get the good ones and they don't seem to really capitalize, you know, for all those yeah, for all those years Philip Rivers got to the divisional round and then once he got to the championship round, and it just it never worked out for them. And and you know, obviously they had guys like LT as well, but this Chargers team has a lot of talent, uh, but, you know, really Brandon Staley didn't do himself any favors playing Mike Williams in the final game of the season, broke his back, has a back fracture, obviously couldn't play. You know, that was another guy that Herbert could have scored more points with to win them the game, you know? So if I'm, tra- if I'm, um, you know, if, I, if I'm Justin Herbert, I'm upset, man. I really am because, you know, I, I have all this talent and I really haven't been able to fully use it. You know what I mean? And especially in the playoffs, that's where legacies are made. And I think Trevor, or excuse me, um, uh, you know, Herbert wants to make his legacy in the playoffs. So yep. it's first time making it there as well. But you got to give credit to the Jaguars. Give credit where credit is due. They didn't give up. You know, Trevor Lawrence looked like the prospect we thought he was going to be in the second half. Obviously, they added weapons this year with Zay Jones and Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram, and they got ETN back. But you got to give credit to that team for 
Down 27 nothing in the first half, four interceptions. That's as bad as it gets. That's as bad yeah. as it gets. And the first play of the game was the interception. That's right. to top it off, like on all of it. Like the first play they did, it's like, oh, interception. Okay, here's Jaguars football we're, we're used to seeing. And you're up 27 nothing. I mean, the only time we've seen a guy come back like that was Patrick Mahomes against the, the Houston Texans. And I'm not saying that Lawrence is at Mahomes' level yet, but he's he's going to be there. I think he's going to be there one day. And I think, you know, a lot of people are calling him Peyton Manning 2.0 and everything. But, you know, great win for the Jaguars. And now they're going to go over to uh, Kansas City. That's going to be a huge test, no doubt about it. But we'll move on to the Bills and the Dolphins. And, um, you know, I mean, we thought this was going to be a blowout when we recorded our, our episode last week. Uh, 34-31 was the final score. You got to give credit to the Dolphins. They didn't give up. And they played the Bills three times this year, and they played them tough. I think they were, yep. I think the Bills were the Dol- were the Bill. Excuse me, the Dolphins were the Bills' toughest opponent this year. Yeah, though no, they were 100. percent And what they were up 17 nothing. It's like the mole of the story. Yeah, this playoffs. You cannot go up. Yep. Two plus scores yeah. and think you can be complacent with what you got. You need to just finish the game. And so, but they did it with the third string quarterback. That's another team like the 49ers that went in with the third string quarterback, and they competed. I mean. I, I don't think they would have won with Tua. I think Skylar Thompson does have a better arm who filled in for Tua and Bridgewater, who was out. He did. He was slinging the ball across the field, hitting all the points he was supposed to. And, hey, he killed it as a third-string quarterback. But it just showed when the veteranship and the season well-groomed team of the Bills showed up and said, hey, you know, like we can't lose this game. Like, Destiny is on the Bills' side again, and they could not lose yeah. in the first round. No, you know, you especially can't with that it. team. But the talent on that team, and, and you know, look, Josh Allen has really had an up and down year. I mean, you know, he started off really well. The Bills look like that Super Bowl favorite. But the problem with Josh Allen is that he's leading the league in interceptions, and I believe he's, or he might be second. I think, yeah, he is second. But he leads the league with interceptions and fumbles combined. So you know, and I and look, Brian Dayball left for the Giants. You know, Brian Dayball kind of cleaned up the interceptions and the turnovers from Josh Allen last year. Obviously, didn't have him this year, and the turnovers rose. But Josh Allen is such a great talent. He's such a great quarterback, but he can also play you out of a game. And, you know, he had those kind of costly turnovers that kept the Dolphins in the game. You're playing the Bengals this week. You can't turn the ball over like that. I I don't care if they're at home either. I mean, I know the Bills are at home. They have the home field advantage, but Josh Allen has to play a lot better. And the defense has to play a lot better, too. You know, you can't Tyree kill out a field day. Jalen Waddle almost had himself a field day as well. They were able to run the ball pretty well. Um, you know, Mike McDaniel maybe even outcoached, you know, the Bills coach. I mean, he he really had his team, uh, you know, humming in the first half or not the first half, the second half. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm impressed with the way the Dolphins played, you know, give him credit. But, you know, the Bills, I just think had too many weapons. They they got that lead in the beginning of the game. And I think it was a little <laughs> bit too much for the Dolphins to come back from. But um, that, it was a good game. I, I, I thought that was going to be the clunker of the weekend, but it ended up being a good game. So but again, Josh Allen's got to clean up the turnovers. They got to stop the run a lot better. Uh, you're facing Joe Burrow. You know, I mean, he's a great quarterback, man, and he knows that he's going to take what the defense gives him. So I think if you're Josh Allen and, and the running game, too, man, I mean, the, the Bills, I know they won the game off a of first and 10 run, but the 10 yard run. But, you know, Singletary's got to step up and, and Josh Allen is the best runner on the team, basically. And that can't be when you're <laughs> playing teams like the Chiefs and and the Bengals. So we'll see what happens. Do you want to even recap the Bengals Ravens game or do you want to oh. jump into the to the next matchup? Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the only thing we can recap is that that amazing turnover at the end of the game. I yeah. mean, Huntley was playing so well and the, and the Baltimore Ravens were being the Baltimore Ravens, you know, playing tough. Um, you know, you, you knew they were going to be in the game no matter if they had Lamar or not, just because John Harbaugh is such a great coach and they have such a great defense. But, 
they got a little greedy with that uh, reaching over. They they thought they were Josh Allen or Joe Burrow or a big quarter. Huntley's not that big of a guy, and you know it, it, it was an unlucky bounce. Let's just put it that way. But Hubbard yeah. ran the ball back, and that's that's what decided the game was that the turnovers. So yeah, that's my quick recap. But um, that's know, we'll that, that's to- exactly that's exactly mine. So I have no reason to recap yeah. the Bengals Ravens whatsoever with it. Just besides the point. Um, so what's up with Lamar? Do you think, I guess we could touch base after the playoffs, but yeah. it did show, I think a Lamar Jackson on that Ravens team does beat the Bengals. I agree. I think yeah. that's the missing point because I mean, it's just, it's Lamar Jackson. And I've always been like, well, he's a running quarterback and running quarterbacks win it in the league. And you know, and I, we could talk about his injury and what the Ravens can do moving forward after this. It wasn't really on our list, yeah. but do you think that, do you think the Ravens could have upset the Bengals at home? If yeah, they well, yeah. Lamar Jackson? Yeah. I, I, think, think, I think they could have. When I think they, they played with, with Huntley back there, Hundred percent, right. they would have, they could have won that with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and the and the Ravens have an incredible record on the road. They're actually not very good at home in the playoffs, but on the road, they're very good. They they're historically one of the best teams in in playoff NFL history on the road in the playoffs. But you know, Lamar Jackson did travel with the team, and I get you know there a lot of doctors are saying, well, his knee would have swelled up if he did. But you know, posting stuff on Instagram, cryptic messages. I don't know, man. I think we might be headed for a divorce with with Lamar and the Ravens. I mean, they're going to give him that franchise tag, but is he going to sign the franchise tag? Is he even going to play under that? And you know what? My Jets are are looking in the window and saying, hey, let's hope he doesn't sign that franchise tag because maybe we can uh, give him the money that he wants. So we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, I think Lamar Jackson would have been the difference in in the game because all other aspects of the game, J.K. Dobbins played well, the defense played well. well, And heck, they almost got that Hail Mary at the end if if, um, I think it was Prochet. Yeah, right in his fingertips almost, yeah. Yeah. That's insane. And it's funny because they tell you, like, I played DB in high school, right? Knock it down. and, And everyone knows, yeah, you knock it down. It's yeah. like there are instances, though, where like you go to knock it down instead of like going for the pick in a way. Right. And it's been a touchdown. I remember years back, it's probably what, 2011, 2012, the Jags. Was it the Jags? One of their corners spiked the ball down. He, he swatted it down and it fell right in the lap of a receiver. David Garrard days. Yeah. Was it the was it Garrard does the? Yeah, I guess it was, it was against the Texans, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I know it's Jaguars, Texans. I just can't exactly remember off the top of my head who was on the receiving end of the L. But yeah, right. literally swatted it. What you're supposed to do <laughs> right, as a right. DB Easily could have picked it, but you're supposed to swat it down. He swat it right in the lap of receiver and then scored and ran in for the touchdown. But it, it's not very often, but you've seen it even in like close games, like Super Bowls uh, years back, like where well, a tip of Gronk almost caught it and it almost oh, won the game. Yeah. I think it was against yeah. the Eagles that year. No, not the Eagles. The Excuse Giants. Me, it was the Giants game. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. And yep. yeah, the Eagles game ended with Brady getting sacked. And I was, I was like, no. And I put my head yeah. on the ceiling. I was crying. Like, but, <laughs> but no, it's just, it's just funny that. That almost happened. The game came down to a tipped ball to swat down almost cost the Bengals the game. It's just insane. Yeah. That's like routine fundamentals they teach you at like pop, maybe not pop water, but like middle school on maybe some pop water programs. But, right. but yeah, they, they teach you like you're a DB and it's the end of the game. You don't go for the pick. Someone could moss you or pull it out of your hand. You know, hence the Golden Tate, um, the replacement reps rule. You yeah, know, with or that Aaron like, Rodgers and all that. Yeah. Yep. And so, yeah. like, that's saying that's always going to happen. But in the sense, you're taught at a young age, going forward, or however far you go in football, that your DB you swat the ball down if it's if it's like a, a ending play game, end of the yeah. game play. So it would have been incredible if he caught it, but yeah, just a classic AFC North matchup in the playoffs, right? I mean, it it seems like those the, these teams always play each other, whether it's the Steelers, Bengals, Ravens, or Browns. I mean, it it's always a big dog. There's always so. one. There's always a wild card matchup between the North. Oh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So let's go to the last matchup of the weekend or the weekend that was actually it was a Monday. Of course, the Cowboys and Buccaneers. And I remember when I got home from work around 630, I turned on the game. It's like 18 nothing. And I'm like, oh, my God, I 
the Buccaneers just how they got to the playoffs. This is beyond me. They played in such a bad division that they won the division with a losing record. The first time Tom Brady has ever had a losing record ever. Um, yeah, ever in his in his storied career. But the Cowboys just came out firing. I mean, Dak Prescott, you got to give him credit. He played really well, both with his arm and with his legs. The defense shut out Brady in the first half, which was enough to, you know, propel them to a win because they only scored, um, you know, 14 in the second half. But boy, Brady just looked, Brady just doesn't want to move. And I, I get it. He's, at, he's an old guy, you know, he, but he doesn't want to take hits either. And, you know, it showed. It showed. I think the defense really got in his face. That's what you got to do against Brady. We know that. That's the that's the philosophy to beat him is to yep. get, put pressure on him, and that's exactly what they did. Um, what can you say? I mean, the Cowboys just look great. They really did. I give them credit. They they brought their F game against the the Commanders to their A game <laughs> against the uh, the Buccaneers on the road. First road playoff win since 1992. Which was funny Damn, enough. Again, that's when yeah. I was born, dude. That's ta- that's talking. This speaking volumes right there. Which, yeah, right. Which funny enough is uh, was against the Niners, so that that's kind of ironic. But um, uh, yeah, I, I was really impressed with the Cowboys, man. I really was, and I, I think it's going to be a good matchup against the Niners. We'll get to that in a little bit. But what what were your thoughts on the Cowboys just obliterating the, the Buccaneers? I'll be honest. I only watched highlights of the game because I didn't want to watch Brady get demolished in the pocket. Ugh. I love Tom Brady. Right. So my my take was it from the highlights I saw since I'd actually watched it. I was I was doing stuff around the apartment and, and doing getting stuff done out outside. That's why I really didn't get to catch it. I was like, okay, I'll just watch the highlights and all that. But my takeaway of the game is uh why is Dak Prescott uh throwing fits and slamming his helmet when his kicker missed four PATs when he's been <laughs> Right. On the on the side of costing games for the Cowboys. Yeah, that's times. true. Yeah, so that's a good point. If yeah. I'm Dak Prescott, happened. get it together. Stop your pouting. Yeah. People are actually not a good look. Thinking, yeah. thinking you're not the franchise quarterback. You're not worth the money you're getting paid. Right. So right. maybe right. keep that helmet down low. You know, and in yeah. your hand or on your head. And I know you're that's passionate fair. about what you want to do, but that's just me ranting. I'm just not a big Cowboys fan. I really don't no, care who about is? the Cowboys. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I. I don't side with Stephen A. on a lot of things, but I will I will side with him any day. He puts that hat on, smokes a cigar every time they lose on yeah, uh, first yeah, take. Yeah. But right. my takeaway was it was just you. It was a beat up Buccaneers team. I yeah. mean, I thought they were going to pull it out just because it's Tom Brady at home in a wild card game. Even no matter who the opponent is, I thought he could have pulled it out. But it just showed. It showed from the highlights I saw. Micah Parsons was a nuisance and a menace mm-hmm. there on that defensive line, and yeah. that's why he's going to be an MVP candidate for years on end. You know and it was nice for him to get that first playoff win, get that first taste of blood, that victory, you know, and that might, that could propel them going into, into Santa Clara next week and slash San Francisco going into it. It's just, they beat a really bad Bucks team. They were injured, all this and that. I mean, I'm, I'm not making excuses, but it's just like, you got a 45 year old quarterback that doesn't want to get hit. He right. doesn't like to move. He's not going to be there next year. It's not a Bruce Arians led no. team anymore. They don't have yeah. that like defensive like that, coach, that defensive coach. I mean, Bulls yeah. is a defensive coach, but He's had one good season in his coaching career, and that was with the Jets when they went mm-hmm. ten and six in two thousand thirteen. Yes, two thousand fourteen. I know it's like the early two thousand tens. That year they went ten and six, and they still mm-hmm. missed the playoffs. Now. And they missed the playoffs. But yeah, I remember. But I just, I just see it as like, I mean, Brady's going to leave Bulls will be out of a job in the next couple of years, and I think the Bucks should have went with Leftwich in this sense to really mm. have more of an offensive ran team than defensive. But they were hurt on the line. I mean, no one was healthy on that team all year. No. Evans, Godwin, yeah. you name it. And they had they, no running game at all. Like, no their running, running game. Fournette was, was putrid. Gone all year. Yeah. Brady's frustrated. He's going through his divorce. The divorce yeah. went through. Tough year. Yeah. It, just, it was just a tough year for the whole Bucks team in general. But, you know, it's NFL. It's a business, and you, you got to move on. So we can talk about Brady. And, and like, with, after this, you know, we're going to have a short episode. 
there's not really much else to talk yeah. about besides football. So let's well, jump into it. Cowboys Niners. What do you got, man? What, what's your takeaway from this? Yeah, game yeah. All forward? right. So let's jump into the matchups for net this upcoming weekend, Saturday and Sunday. So yeah, we'll start with that game. Um, I, I really honestly I think this is gonna be a good one. I really do because I think the, the Cowboys defense is humming right now. They're healthy and they're gonna show some looks to Purdy, the rookie that maybe he's not seen yet. I think um, you know, Dan Quinn's gonna scheme up something to to hopefully get the Cowboys in this game. And on the other side, but the, the 49ers have a lot of weapons. You know, if their weapons show up, if Debo shows up, if Christian McCaffrey can run the ball on that tough defense, and if Purdy can maintain his poise, I really think that this this Niner team can win this game. But I, I I, you know, th- this is my same rationale for last week, and I was dead wrong, but I, I really think the Cowboys are going to win this game. I do, actually. I really do. I, I think if Dak can not turn the ball over, if Tony Pollard and Zeke can be a-, a-, a two-headed monster, right, if the defense plays well like they've been playing, I know it's on the road, and I know the 49ers have a lot of weapons, but I- it's just that Brock Purdy factor. I-, I don't know if he can continue the magic. I just don't know, and this is probably going to be one of the toughest defenses he's faced, so... Yeah, I'm going to go with the upset. I think the Cowboys finally freaking reach a championship game for the first time since um, Troy Aikman was the no, quarterback. No, they did make it in 2014. That's right. They lost to Green Bay. I was thinking they made it, they made it in 2014 for some reason. Okay, yeah. you got the Cowboys. Yeah, I got, I got an upset. I got the I got Niners. The Cowboys. I got the Niners. Okay. I'll stick with the home favorite. Um, my my takeaway is just I think Purdy's going to lose that little poise and composure in the pocket. I mean, when you got Micah Parsons and that Cowboys defense – they're, they are a really good defense up front. They're going to show so, up. Yeah, they're, they're going to show, show up. up. They you have a chip that. on their shoulder after beating Brady, and people are writing them off saying, hey, you're, you're not going to beat this 8-9 team. You guys actually aren't even that good. So, right. which, the Cowboys are a good team, but they're not, like, an outstanding great team like the Eagles, the Chiefs, or the Bills, a team like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so agree. they're not on that pedestal yet. And there's a couple factors why, which we could go into next season, you know, with, with the podcast next season when the winning rolls around with free agency and drafting and all that and see who's where and all that. But I think Purdy, it's not going to come down to Purdy. It's just going to come down to really that defense containing Dak. And he doesn't, yeah, Dak's the touchdowns. key. Dak is the key. If you can hold game. Dak below the two touchdowns, because the running game, if you can hold Pollard and, and Paul, Tony Pollard and Dak back in that offense, then you're going to win this game defensively. And Purdy can just have his day and, Throw for 185 yards and two tuds and, you know, and call it a day. So, and come out with the win, like a 17 to 14 win. So that's what I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be 17 to 14, okay. 2017. I'll go up to 17 to 14 score, but I think it's going to be within three. Points. I think Dak I, got, is I got the Niners. I got the Niners by three. Okay. And I got, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll do the same Cowboys by three. I think, uh, I think that it'll come down to a defensive stand at the end of the game for the Cowboys to, to reach that championship game. But Dak, Dak is the key to me. I mean, he, because you know, the defense is going to show up, right? But 100%. Dak can't turn the ball over. And I think if he is at least not turning the ball over, I think they got a good shot because I think he is capable of, you know, scoring, a, throwing, a, throwing a couple scores, maybe even running one like we saw. He ran two in uh, versus the, the Buccaneers. All right, let's move on to. Hey, the Ryan. Jaguar. Oh, go we ahead. We forgot a team. We What's forgot that? the biggest upset of the weekend What's happening that? in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Oh, God. Yeah, that's right. We did forget that game. <laughs> Quick recap. Since we could jump into we could jump into uh, Jacksonville, you said? Yes. Why don't we yeah. touch base with the Giants real quick, beat yeah. the Vikings, then we'll jump into Giants in Philly. Well, the Vikings defense is just so terrible. I mean, their pass defense is, is just putrid and... Uh, Daniel Jones, you got to give him credit. I mean, I know two of his two his two best games have been Danny against Danny Dimes. Yeah, Danny Dimes. <laughs> his two best games have been against that Vikings defense. But you play who you play. You know what I mean? They got a good matchup. Giants matched up pretty well with uh, with the Vikings, and 
you know, Daniel Jones played great. Saquon Barkley played great. That defensive line for the Giants put pressure on Kirk Cousins the whole game. And Kirk Cousins just didn't really use Justin Jefferson the way he should have, you know. And and that throw at the end of the game, I mean, what was that? I I, I just don't get it. Like, well, that, like that, fourth and eight and he yeah. threw three yards? <laughs> yeah, what is that? I mean, I know he was getting pressured. He was about to get hit. But you got to chuck that thing up there. This, this is for the game. So, but but the question is, you know, look, is Kirk Cousins the guy? I mean, that, that is he a guy that can get you to a Super Bowl and win? And I, I don't think he is. No, I don't think he is. And you hit it all the head on the nail, hammer yeah. on the nail, whatever the Thank saying you. is going. You know, you hit it, Ryan. Yeah, you yeah, hit yeah. It. You're on fucking fire tonight. <laughs> he really it isn't. Kirk's not the guy. He's a great MVP style he's looking okay. quarterback through yeah. the season. And he, right. he's worth what you're paying him, what quarterbacks are getting paid now because you're paying him like, 30 something million a season instead of 55 like quarterbacks are getting 40 to 50 now. So you're in, you're winning with Kirk cousins in the salary cap market, but you're not winning games that matter. I mean, they were projected to take the North. I mean, which, which they did, but yeah. they're supposed to run away with it this year and make a Super Bowl contention with that offense. And the, if the defense can just stay healthy and kind of contain a little bit to keep the yeah. game within a 30 to 27 shootout type thing. So, yeah, I, I think if you're the, if you're the Vikings, I know, they don't have a high draft pick this year. So where they place, they'll probably be the early, the early twenties. They'll probably sit around 23 for their draft pick. So yep. uh, you're not going to be able to trade for Lamar. They're going to be like, cool. No. Justin, Justin Jefferson and five first round picks. So we'll give you Lamar Jackson. So oh, sure. it's the, who are you, who are you going to go after? Do you trade for a Trey Lance? Do you bring a Jimmy G in? Jimmy G's been there, done that. He led the Niners to a Super Bowl, right. but you're going to, but you're going to have to compete with probably new England on that one and Vegas and India. I mean, you got other teams that, need quarterbacks i mean tampa so i mean are you in the market for a quarterback or do you really think kirk cousins is the guy and i don't think he is that's all no, i can say i don't think I Kirk's don't the think guy he and either. he has great regular seasons he puts up mvp numbers until the end of the season comes around and mahomes or allen or someone with it but, but yeah he's not the answer and that's all i gotta say for that it's just another upset mm-hmm. in minnesota that <laughs> they should have won they should have beat the giants the vikings have to fix their pass defense and they also have to how do I put this? They they have to. I think they. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't see the another quarterback option, so I'm pretty sure they're going to stick with uh, Cousins. And of course, they're still paying him as well. But you got to think Justin Jefferson might be like, look, dude, I'm not going to be here much longer if y'all don't get me a quarterback that can throw me the ball in a playoff game like that. You know what I mean? Like it, it just. It's not a good look. It's not a good there's, look. There's no reason they shouldn't have at least thrown it wherever he was on the field. Chuck I don't care it, if, he's yeah. in, if he's in quadruple coverage, you give right. it to the best player on the team and Justin Jefferson. There's no yeah. reason you don't throw the ball to the best player on your team. I mean, there's yeah. zero excuses for it. I don't care if he's fucking 11 guys are on him and Kirk couldn't run for a first down. Mm-hmm. You fucking throw the ball. Just chuck it. Yeah, to right. Justin <laughs> Jefferson. You do Just it. Just chuck it. If, if yeah. Stafford could do it with, with Megatron years ago, right, to right, Calvin Johnson, right. you can throw it to Justin Jefferson. You can do it. Just and do keep it. In, keep in mind that the Vikings are in 11 one-score games this year, and they won every single one of them. So... It just caught up to him, you know. That cardiac type of um of, of football just kind of caught caught up to him. So again, they'll be back with the same team next year, and we'll probably be having the same conversation if they don't fix their offensive issues. They'll dug up thirteen and four and get knocked yeah, out the wild card round, and they'll be a fake thirteen and four team, no doubt. So they got to fix some issues. Um, all right, so yeah, let's go to the Jaguars and Chiefs now. That's going to be the first game on Saturday, one thirty our time. Um, does the magic run out? Does the magic run out for uh, who many call the prince? Uh, uh, yeah. I, just, I don't know why they call him that, but anyway, is Trevor Lawrence's pixie dust? You know, gonna gonna run out, and I, I think it is. I think this Prince Charming. 
Yeah, exactly right. Because he, he's got the long hair, you know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. I mean, I don't really have a ton of analysis because I think that they're, they're just the better team. I think they have the better quarterback, the better defense, the better defensive line. Um, not that the Jaguars don't have weapons on the receiving core, but, you know, Patrick Mahomes at home, it, it, you know, again, the AFC goes through Arrowhead. Um, so I'm going to pick the Chiefs on this one. I mean, it's as simple as that to me. I'm with you. I have no... Oh, excuse me. I had a little nap before doing this. It's just one of those like <laughs> one of late post nap. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Post. Nap. I hate that. But I'm <laughs> with you, man. I got the Chiefs. There's no reason. Not, nothing really going. It was a great story for the Jaguars, but it comes to an arrowhead in Kansas City, Missouri this weekend. So yeah, no, and it's Trevor Lawrence. Just, just never... don't throw four picks because those four right, picks will can't. lead to 28 straight points. Yes, exactly. And you'll be down 42 to nothing before you know it. So I don't think I don't think it's going to be a blowout though. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think the Chiefs, I think the Jaguars will hang in there, but. Uh, the Chiefs oh, at I think home. It's gonna be a blowout. You think so? I think it's gonna be fourteen plus. Okay, all right. I think like it's gonna a... it's gonna be just like the Seattle San Fran game. It's gonna be close at halftime. Oh, uh, okay. And then Kansas City's gonna be like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just let's just end this in the third quarter. Yeah, they do, which yeah. they always do, right? You, I mean, even if they're down twenty points, they just turn it on and they're like the Warriors back in the day, or they'd be down twenty in the first half and come back and just shoot the lights out and, and, and beat win you by the game. Thirty. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, and uh, with the Chiefs, you know, again, they're at home. I, I think that's a big factor, and uh, the Jaguars' magic runs out to me. So we shall see. Uh, next game. Man, we got some good games this weekend. So 5.15 our time, Giants and Eagles. This is a Ryan Flannery special just because of where I'm from. You know, in southern New Jersey, you're either a Giants fan or an Eagles fan. There's not too many Jets fans. The Jets fans are more so like Long Island and, and upstate New Jersey and New York. Yeah. But uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of um, insults and, and uh, you know, conversations where I'm from with this game, but I'm going to go with the Eagles. I I think Daniel Jones, uh, not against this defense. I think the Eagles defense, they led the, they led the league this year in sacks. I think they're going to pressure Daniel Jones. And if you pressure him, I think he's going to revert back to the old Daniel Jones, where he turns the ball over fumbling or interception, whatever it is for the giants. They have to get the running game going. I think if play action can open up for them, that's going to be key for the giants. But I just think they're the Eagles defense is too good. There's a reason. I mean, people are kind of like, oh, they're a 14 and three. Well, you know, they're, Fields is hurt a little, or not Fields, excuse me. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts is, is banged up a little bit, but I think that bye week, they needed that bye week. They really needed that bye week to get Hurts healthy. I think he will be, and I think that the uh, the Eagles defense will smother Daniel Jones, uh, and I'm going to go with the Eagles. I'm going to go Giants. Oh, okay. And you just said the end of your take. This was going to be my hot take, but I have to talk about it now. So it's not okay. really going to be a hot take right now. So right. I get the Giants, and I hate the Giants. Well, I don't hate them. I'm just petty for when they beat the Patriots. Here. Sure, but understandable. <laughs> I think Daniel Jones is playing great football. They got a good oh, running game with yeah. Bishop Sankey. They're healthy. That defense is showing up. I mean, and with Jalen Hurts coming off that injury, it's a matter of, you know, is he going to be confident enough sitting in the pocket to throw the ball just given the hit, the injury at the end of the season? You know, it's, it was a yeah. terrible time to have that. You never want to get hurt in general. No. But – in this sense, it's he well, we'll see because the Giants, they were very disruptive against the Vikings this weekend. And I see them. It's a division. It's a division rival matchup in the second round of the playoffs in the divisional round. And mm-hmm. the Giants play well when they're kind of the Cinderella team in years past. Yeah, that's true. Super Bowls, yeah, good point. They're a Cinderella team getting in. And so I see the Giants winning this one. I see them wow. beating the Eagles in a in a just just a. It's going to be like an old school football. I think there's going to be a lot of running in this game until it comes down to passing. But mm. Daniel Jones is playing great football. He's earning that extension and or franchise take whichever route the Giants want to go because they were wondering, hey, it's, 
is Danny Dimes the guy or not? Right. And he's playing great football. So, you know, I got the Giants over the Eagles in the sense of Jalen Hurts being hurt, and that may affect the outcome of their, their playbook going forward. It just depends if he's healthy enough. If he's healthy enough to sling that ball around and, and move in the pocket and make sure he runs his legs. Then he'll, I think the Eagles can pull it off, but I just don't see that. And this is going to be a good test for his first playoff game ever. You know, Dan, Daniel Jones got his out of the way last week, you know, with the yeah. big upset. They're, they're riding high right now, like nothing can touch him. It's almost like a, what do you got to lose? We're, we're one of the lowest, we're a lower seed in the NFC. And, you know, no one even expected us to be here, but let's, let's make our name known going forward, you know? Yeah. And I, you yeah, a I great got, point, I, though. I got, I got, the, I got the Giants. This, this could feel like a, Cinderella Giants team because they've done it in the past. And I think Eli Manning and Daniel Jones, I, Eli was a little bit better, but you know, th- those guys have very similar in characteristics in terms of character. They're good guys. They're, they're good with the media and everything, but you know, I, I, I don't, you might've convinced me. I don't know. I, I'm going to stick with the Eagles. I'm going to stick with the Eagles, but we'll see what happens. I mean, that that's going to be a great, I think that this game is going to be one of the better games of the weekend. Yeah. I, I don't, th- this, this, besides the Jags chiefs game, I don't see blowouts happening. I don't see these weird right. blowouts and or like blowing 27 point leads. I don't see that happening. this yeah, Can't have that again. That that would be historic. No doubt. Uh, all right. So the final game we haven't called yet. Bengals at Bills. This is going to be a tough one to call. This is going to be a really tough one to pick. I, I just think, you know, I think the Bills are on a mission right now, not only for DeMar Hamlin, but but for the, the franchise. I mean, of course, they lost those four straight Super Bowls in the 90s. God. I, 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 yeah, right. I, I think. I just there's something special about this Bills team. I don't know. I, and the key, obviously, and we talked about it before. Josh Allen just has to be the better version of Josh Allen, not the roller coaster version yeah. of Josh Allen. He can't turn the ball over against this Bengals team. This Bengals team forces a lot of turnovers, and they have a quarterback who's just as good as, as Josh Allen. So, and I think the run game is going to be important too for both teams because the run game has been pretty bad the past couple of weeks, even though they've won the majority of their games. But they've been doing that off of Burrow and. And Allen, so I'm I'm gonna go with the Bills on this one. I think this is gonna be the best game of the weekend. Um, so we'll see, man. And I think it's gonna be Bills Chiefs and that that championship game once again. So who who do you think? Neutral site championship. Oh, game. And I'm right. gonna roll with it with you too. It's gonna be a close game. This could be the best game of the weekend next to the Giants and Eagles. And but right. I got the Bills. I've been riding the Bills. We yes, do our preseason we both have. picks. Yeah, the Bills winning the Super Bowl this year, as do you. And so I'm gonna ride that. But it's not gonna be an easy test. Because the Bengals feel this should be them having home field advantage as well, like yep. the Chiefs and the Bills. They came down to a coin toss when it was all said and done. But when it came to that, hence the celebration the last week of the game, you know, but oh, yeah. with Joe Mixon. But no, I think the Bills, they're the team of destiny this year, not just counting like what with what happened to DeMar Hamlin a couple weeks ago, but really it's just everyone's riding like Josh Allen now the factor, Stefan Diggs, that defense, you know, they're they're riding high and it's just they're picking and the that's uh, yeah, I don't even know. I'm I, like, I don't even have words. It's the Bills time. It. It's, it's yeah. the Bills time. And after what happened in the 90s, you know, when and we were probably year. just born, when we were little babies in diapers. Yeah, they, they, this is their chance because these opportunities with these franchise quarterbacks don't come around. That's right. Often. Well, great. Po- great. Point. And yeah. you need to capitalize when you have everyone under contract. So the next couple of years, you could have Josh Allen. But do you have Stefan Diggs? That's right. Do you have the same core on defense that's been running around with it, you know, with um. God, what's his name? Freaking Von Miller down yeah. there disrupting, uh, disrupting and wreaking havoc there on the line. You, you, you won't have all that, you know, going for it. And then they're getting healthy in the secondary. Minus, of course, the incident happened with Damar Hamlin, but they got uh, Davis White, Davis White, and Poirier's, Poirier's back. Is it Poirier yep. or Poirier? I, uh, I never, Poirier. Jordan see, I would say Poirier because, like, um, the MMA guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a Poirier. But, um, yeah, no Poirier with Jordan Poirier. So it's, mm-hmm. 
they're healthy again. That was a scare earlier the season. Like, oh no, they're getting they're getting injury struck. They're getting that injury bug for the season. Yeah. And even Josh Allen got banged up, but they've overcome it. I think, like you said earlier about the Bills, Singletary's got to step it up. They got to get a more established run game to take pressure off of Josh Allen because the Bengals aren't a joke, man. And they won the North for a reason. And mm-hmm. Joe Joe Burrow is that guy, you know. Ever since he sat on that national title with that cigar, Joe Burrow's that guy. Yeah, and he, he proved really it is. last year. We're in the playoffs, yeah. and he's and he's won big games when he went into Kansas City last year and upset the Chiefs. That's so right. he's been there, done that, and they're on a mission to say, "Hey, we're just as good as you, if not better." And they they feel disrespected about how the outcome was; like they weren't even in, in consideration for a neutral site. So I have the Bills, but it's going to be a lot closer and a lot tougher than any other game this weekend. Can't wait for that game. I'm really looking. That's the one I'm really looking forward to. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Let's talk about the uh, the headlines that are not games. Of course, it's you know the quarterback carousel. That's that's the big you know um, news thing in the off season. And uh, we got to start with Derek. Actually, you, know, you want to start with real quick? Do you see? I, mean, I don't see Brady coming back to the Bucks. I don't. I, I think oh, he's done. No, he's gone. And I think the teams that are going to be in his service for his services are going to reach out. Or you know the Raiders, uh, you know the the Patriots, maybe the the Dolphins. Of course, they had that tampering thing that happened last year, so maybe they can actually get him now. Where do you think Brady lands next season? Do you think we'll start? Do you think he's going to play? I think he'll play one more season. Me too. Yeah. Um, I've been saying New England. There's been rumors for New England with um, maybe Belichick leaving after this next season. He said he's already coming back for one more. Um, I think they've hashed it out. And I think they're kind of like, hey, why not come back and retire a Patriot type thing? Mm, you know, one cool. more, one yeah. more last hoorah type thing. You don't see that very much in football. Usually no. they leave and they retire somewhere else. So maybe yeah, I can see that and be like, hey, we have Mac for another two seasons after this. Maybe, hey, Mac, we're going to sit you this year, but we're going to get an OC so you can learn the system and learn under mm-hmm. the greatest quarterback of all time. Right. And then go from there. And then that's a smart Brady, plan. Brady, he's he like, what, 35 million for, for Fox? Mm-hmm. The broadcast on fights a fox that paid him. I can't remember who paid Crazy. him. Fox or yeah, Fox, yeah. I think it's Fox. He'll be 30, the new uh, Greg million. Olson. Yeah. 35 million a season. So it's just yeah. one of those. Um, he's gotten to that, but then he can be like, you know what? If he gets ownership, I can see him doing that. I think he really wants to be an owner or have yes. part in how to construct a team and run a franchise. And who who more to do that than let Robert Kraft let him take the reins? Because Kraft's not getting younger, and Tom Brady knows the organization. He lived it, he breathed it, he kind of groomed it to what it is today with Belichick. And who knows Patriots football more than Tom Brady? So yeah. if not, so you him, see him, you see him going to the Patriots. I see him going back to New England, maybe on a one-year okay. deal, uh, just to kind of just wash off this last season because he was retired, and then the divorce happened. And mm-hmm. who knows if the divorce wasn't going on that we'd even know about before the right. season started? Yeah, because he actually stayed retired. So it's one of those. I think he just doesn't want to end on a losing record. He'd rather have a winning record and be thinking you can tank is that Patriots defense is no. Fun. Oh yeah. They got the defense. They got one of the best teams. defense in the league and special teams. It's just, you bring him over. You got to bring some weapons because Devonte Parker, isn't it? You know, no, yeah, and true. all that, yeah, so, good and, point. but yeah. he can utilize tight ends with Hunter Henry and uh, Johnny Smith. So Loves that. Yeah. And they got a good running game too. So they, they have, they seem to get more res- weapons at receiver or guys that can just make plays. Cause even receivers in the past, like I love Edelman. I think he, sh- he should be in the hall of fame, but you know, I'm, that could be a hot, hot topic debate. One day we have a really slow week, say come summertime with baseball <laughs> right, season. Right. So yeah, well, he's certainly um, one of the like, better playoff wide receivers ever, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, he had guys like Edelman, Amendola, Hogan, like, I mean, yeah. in the past he had like Dion branch and Randy Moss, but after that it was Gronk. Right. And Aaron Hernandez for a couple seasons for that whole 
thing happened, yeah, but thing happened. Yeah. No, it, it's just one. It's just one of those. I can. See, I just see New England being the better fit. I, mean, I think Vegas will make a push. Yeah, but I. I don't know if it's not New England. I see Vegas just because he has the chemistry and the history of Josh McDaniels, and, and that's why uh, he can just yeah. slide right in there. And he already has right. a weapon in Waller, and there's weapons. Yeah. If Jacobs comes back on a deal, he tore it up this year as a running back, and they sure. got a decent defense there in in Vegas, or at least that front seven with Crosby and so forth. So yep. I don't. Vegas is a hot commodity too, and it's warm. Don't worry about cold weather, but and it's Vegas. You're, yeah. you're you're in one of the toughest divisions in football again. Right, so, right. Yeah, I, well, you you basically made my point for me right there. I mean, you took all the words out of my mouth. I was about to say all that. I mean, I, I think he's going to Vegas. I do. I think the familiarity with Josh McDaniels, I think the the weapons that they have with the Waller and, and, um, and, and uh, of course, the running back, and then Devontae Adams, you know he's going to have his input and saying, look, get me a quarterback. Because I, I mean, Jared Stidham was good for one week, but I don't think he's the future of the team. So I'm going to go I'm going to go Vegas, but I my second team would be New England. Yeah, my second team would be New England, no doubt about it. I think the Dolphins come in at three just because the whole tampering thing, I think, maybe kind of put the kibosh on that. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I think he's going to go to uh, another team. I think he's going to go to, to Vegas, and uh, we're going to see Tom Brady in the silver and black. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll, I'd be know, excited to see, wouldn't it? Oh, it would be. It's just I never – I mean, and again, with, with the Tuck game, right? I mean, how ironic would that be that you know, the fans despise Tom Brady and he's going to be their next quarterback potentially? 20, so 20 I, years later, he could be in that silver and black. Yes, that's right. That's pretty ironic, no doubt about it. Let's talk about a guy who was in the silver and black this year but didn't end the year in a good way, Derek Carr. Now, now in our rundown, you said Derek Carr to Seattle. I think that could be that could be interesting. Derek Carr maybe to the Jets, the Colts, the Panthers. I mean, there's so many teams that need a quarterback this offseason. So, but you see him going to Seattle maybe? There's just rumors because no one actually knows what Geno Smith's going to do. And right. so Geno had a great year. But my thing is, it's like, why trade? Why why let Geno walk when he's going to cost you the same amount as Derek Carr, really, when the offseason comes? Sure, he's going to come at about 30, 30 to 35 million. I think you don't go above that if you're Seattle for Geno Smith. But to take it back to Derek Carr, it's the Raiders just weren't that good this year. And Derek no, Carr they were had, disappointed. Had good, he had good flashes, you know, he, yeah, he had good flashes over time throughout the season. They had that little like four game win streak, you yeah. know, they beat yeah, Seattle, and, you know? Yeah. And it's just one of those. It's, it's, I, I don't know, man. It's just Derek Carr's in a weird situation. I think he needs to go somewhere with a clean slate. That's not really a contending team to be like, see, I can flip teams like, like a Colts or a Panthers. Oh, good point. Or, yeah. Good point. Uh, teams like that. And, and so even who knows, maybe no one throws, throws a bone at him. But it's like, Hey, you know what here, you know, maybe Mac isn't our guy. Yeah. So I just say, because there's rumors saying like possibly to Seattle, I, I don't see Derek Carr going to Seattle unless Gino walks. Right. And then, Cause he, he does have a better arm than Gino, but Gino led the league in completion percentage this year was, at like 69.2%. He was just under Yeah, the question with Gino is just like, is he the future? You know what I mean? He had a good year. Don't get me wrong. And, and he deserves another contract. But is he your future guy? Like, all these teams are just looking for the next Patrick Mahomes. Like, they want a franchise quarterback. And you know what I'm saying? And here's the thing. If I remember correctly with Derek Carr's contract, he's not guaranteed any money right. for the next three seasons. He's already been paid out with signing bonus and his salary. Okay. So it's all it's all game incentive at this point moving forward, I think, for the next two to three seasons. So if you're a team like Seattle, that's like, hey, we don't need to resign anyone. If it doesn't work out, trading camp, we can just cut him. It doesn't hurt the books. So there you go. Yeah. There's a point where GMs can look at that and be like, hey, the risk of reward is it's higher than that for the for the reward to risk, you know, just because he doesn't cost you a salary. And he has right. years on his deal and he's under that. So you, if you're Seattle, you can be like, hey, you know what? Thank you, Gino. If he's trying to command too much, maybe a team will 
overspend on him that he goes back to his we've seen it we've seen it so many times with brock osweiler and all those guys you know what i mean matt flynn i mean and matt flynn only played one good game well, yeah, only played six, one good six game. touchdowns in one game. And then seven, right. Like, Here's 40 million. And then he yeah. gets beat up by Russell Wilson. The Russell rest Wilson, yeah, yeah. I actually have a Matt Flynn jersey laying around somewhere. Oh, jeez. I bought it. They, <laughs> when, when he lost the job, his jersey went to like. That was it. We never heard from him again. Off, 90% off. And I got it for like 15 bucks. And I worked at sports. <laughs> right, like, right. Yeah, I'm snagging this jersey. It's the yeah. on Blue Friday and, and game days. But mm-hmm. but no, yeah, if you're Seattle, maybe, maybe take a serious look at Derek Carr because he does not. There's no guaranteed money left on his contract. And then maybe right. draft a quarterback this year in the, the later first, early second, or maybe wait next year for Michael Penix Jr., who had a mm-hmm. Heisman caliber season at the University of Washington. And or maybe have a uh, Yep, or, or yeah, exactly. Or Caleb Caleb but that, that, they'd have to be the first pick. The yeah, first. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, um, yeah, why not take a shot at Derek Carr if Geno walks if you're Seattle and then draft the quarterback first, late first, early second round and then mm-hmm. if not look at next year like i said michael Penix jr at uw had a heisman caliber season he just played late games yeah and no one watched him play but they saw him playing that that alamo bowl against texas and he did pretty decent oh yeah you know, and he's got an arm and it's one of those you know Derek carr doesn't you know any money on Derek carr and he draft the guy say like Penix, not this season but next draft the 2024 right. draft then you're like hey you know he's tearing it up we can just cut car cut our losses and not owe any money and move forward with it so, because mm-hmm. I think Seattle needs to beef up on that that off the defensive line, yeah, and then bring some more weapons if you can snag a receiver. Because uh, what's his name, Jordan Addison? I think that's that's his name from USC. The there's a Blitnikoff winner at um USC. At Pitt. Well, he was at Pitt when he won the Blitnikoff Award, but oh, he went, then to, went USC to USC last USC, year. Right, he had right, a good right, season. Right. Maybe dra- draft him. Get some weapons there with Lockett, Metcalf, and mm-hmm. and uh, Noah Fan had a great year, you know. Mm-hmm. Disley had a good year, and they got a good running game with Rashad. No, Hitton. they have the, they have the pieces is there for a yeah, quarterback have, to right. succeed, yeah, whether right, you're right. a veteran or not. Yeah. So Seattle's in the driver's seat moving forward, especially having three picks in the first 37 picks of the no, first they and second set. round. And they had a great draft last year with all the rookies they had this year. I mean, obviously we can trust them to have a good draft with John Snyder. So uh, shout out to him, and and we'll see it. I mean, the quarterback carousel this offseason I think is going to be one of the better ones we've seen in quite some time because so many teams need a quarterback. So many teams might move on. So many teams might take a chance. So we'll see what happens with that. Let's talk about this bonehead, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, uh, we just like calling him a bonehead, right? We're not the biggest Aaron Rodgers fans, but you know oh, he's I love with, him. I love yeah. him. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, we we love him, but you know he's mulling retirement again. You know that that was the the topic of his press conference at the final game after the Lions game. Um, do you see him retiring? Do you see him going to another team? He's another guy that can go to another team, but he's what is he owed like fifty nine million? From the Packers next season, pretty I pretty damn just close find, to sixty million, and I don't see. Uh, no, I, I find that so hard to believe that he's going to turn that type of money down. I, I just do. And the Packers said they want him back. Yeah, I mean, you have to bring him back because I don't think anyone's going to make a trade for a quarterback going into his twentieth season. True. And or not eight nineteenth season or whatever it is. I know he's pushing twenty years, but uh, owing fifty nine million to not make the playoffs or be a first round exit, you know, mm-hmm. or not even make a title. So it's just one of those. I don't know, dude. I, yeah, he's going to retire in Green Bay unless a team wants to trade for him. Like, say, maybe Peter. Tennessee, right? Tennessee, maybe Miami. Yeah, maybe New England makes a move. I mean, right. I keep saying New England because that's the reality. There's people there. There's people at an organization that aren't sold on Mac, but yeah. Mac had a spectacular rookie season. He did. Yeah, he had a good rookie. When he had an yeah. offensive coordinator, right? right. The key word is offensive yeah. coordinator, right? And, and they're then, looking for one, which is good. And when he that's was good. and when he was calling his own plays. 
Right. He was doing really well. So I don't see a problem with Mac. I'm just throwing it out there because Patriot fans are like, oh, Tom did it for 20 years. It's like, he's not Tom Brady, but he's a solid no. quarterback yeah. that, that can win you games. And he, and he tur- flipped the franchise around after their first Thursday season in X amount of years, 20 plus years after the Brady era, the, the Newton experiment, right? The Stidham Newton experiment. And then he flipped around, got him, went 10 and seven and made the playoffs. You there know, you they had one. Yeah, no, yeah. So I, I don't see any problem with Mac. I'm just thinking maybe he does sit and groom and learn behind a veteran instead of being thrown to it while they can kind of fix the organization. But I, I don't know. I mean, I just say yeah. that because I think Bill knows he needs that guy to push for a Super Bowl, to actually contend for a Super Bowl before it's I all agree. said and done. Yeah, I because, agree with Because with Brady winning in Tampa, pressure's kind of on for Bill. But no one, no one sees Bill winning a title. I don't see him winning no, a title either. before he retires. Yeah. I, yeah. I think the Bills are too good. And, yeah, the, and I think the, the AFC East has caught up, even with the Jets. The Jets yeah. and the Dolphins have caught up too. So it's That's a very right. balanced division now. And it's not like the Jets going three and 13 in the past and the Bills going like seven and nine or stuff like right, that. This is a right. really, really well rounded division now yeah. with young quarterbacks and young talents surrounding these franchises and these teams. And New England's, they had the, the same scheme for 20 years. Yeah. Excuse me, that works. So. So we're both in agreement that Aaron Rodgers is not going to turn that money down. You know what I mean? Not turn the, it's just too much. Fifty nine yeah. million or sixty fifty nine whatever. He's even is. getting paid that much. The, I mean, the only didn't... team I could actually see making a trade like that would be the Colts. Oh, okay. they have nothing. They got they got weapons, but they have nothing in quarterback. Colts and, and the Titans, I think, are teams to look out for. But the Titans have no one on offense. Yeah, they have Derrick Henry. They traded AJ yeah. Brown. Look what he did in Philly this year. They're gonna have to beef up their offense, no doubt. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna go there unless they unless they get a major receiver. Because look, I mean, we saw it this year. Rodgers just didn't play well without a major receiver. He had a down yeah. year. He did. Or did he the Rams didn't. make the trade? Yeah, they have nothing oh. to trade. They traded everything away for their receiver. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think they have anything to trade. But yeah, I mean, they may be in the market for a quarterback if Stafford can't stay healthy. If they don't think he can stay healthy, I think maybe if you're LA. Maybe throw, hey, we'll give you Stafford, so-and-so, and whatever picks in the future yeah. for Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers kind of seems there. like an L.A. guy, too. You know, I think he would fit well there. I think he would fit well He's from there. California, so. Yeah, that's right. He is. That's right. So, I mean, this, this offseason is going to be crazy. It really is. I mean, the playoffs are crazy enough, but, you know, the quarter, like I said, the quarterback carousel and, you know, what teams are going to move on from who, I think that's going to be really interesting to see. And the draft, the draft's going to be pretty crazy with all their quarterbacks this year, so. We'll see what happens with that. All right, let's move on uh, to our final topic, the NBA, because really nothing else is going on. College football's over. Of uh, you know, hot stove season's over for the MLB. But uh, I, I, you know, anything relevant? I mean, Nikola Jokic, man, this this guy is he, he's just incredible. I mean, I he is a center averaging a triple double pretty much. Um, he he missed one shot. So they played the Blazers last night. He scored, I want to say, thirty seven. He had a triple double. He missed one shot. I mean, he is so efficient. He's his efficiency. He's I the best is, player in the league. Yeah, right now. I agree right now. Yeah, I, I totally agree. If I had to pick one, I I'd either go him or Giannis. But the Nuggets are I just have this feeling in my gut that the Nuggets might reach the finals this year. I really do. I think they might finally get over that hump. If they play the way they're playing right now, they're 31 and 13. They're leading the West by a half game over the Grizzlies. But they have so many pieces. They're so deep, too. I mean, with Tavius Caldwell Pope and. Bruce Brown and Michael Porter Jr. and Jokic, obviously, and Jamal Murray and uh, Christian Brown from Kansas. And even DeAndre Jordan's putting in some work with this team. I mean, they're a deep team and, you know, they're competing with teams like the Grizzlies and Pelicans right now. The Warriors are probably going to step their game up as the season goes on. Um, The Clippers, boy, the Clippers have been a disappointment, too. They're 500 at 23 and 23. But 
you know, right now, my the Nuggets are the best team in the West, in my opinion. I think they're they're the favorite to get to the finals right now. I'll agree with you on that. I think they can get over that hump. The West is one battling injuries and two. I mean, only what it's like two or three games separates the sixth from the twelfth seed. Yeah, so it's like West, the whole yeah. the, the battle for for uh, not playing a play in game or whatever. Right. You know, it's it's uh it's relevant. It's a real yeah. thing. Like it could come down to the Lakers and they can get healthy. They can make a push depending health. And that's where I think it's going to fall in line with the nuggets. They have battle injuries with the, with Michael Porter jr. And Jamal Murray. And but now they're healthy the players getting hurt and hurt in the wrong times. And so I, right. think yeah, true, if yeah. you're in the first seed and you know, you have this injury bug history with everyone minus Jokic, you kind of take it easy. Say, Hey, we're going to yeah. rest guys. Even if you get the second or third. And that's seat, the NBA these days. You, you know, want, you, you want to be healthy going into the play. I have a crazy you know? stat for you real quick. There was only one and actually no three players last year that played all 82 games. There was only three. Can I, can so, I, take, can I hear you guess? Um, I don't know the players. I trying to take Yo, a guess. I think who Jokic was be. one. Yeah. Jokic was one. I Jokic actually, played I think, all yeah. 82. I think last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, yeah, but but Doncic um, my, got hurt, but Doncic would if he he yeah. was healthy. But the point I'm trying to make is like that's the NBA these days. You know what I'm saying? Like they're guys rest. Yeah. I think LeBron's resting uh, his next game with a sore ankle. I mean, it, it just these little little injuries happen. But you know, they also want to be precautious, like you said. And I think that's why we're in the age of load management. You know what I mean? Yeah, and not quite like load management. It's like, hey, if you're within the first one, two, three seed, you're gonna have a home court advantage for the first couple rounds possibly yeah. with that at least the first round i say rest your guys and just be like hey you know we need you healthy for the playoffs because if we're healthy during the playoffs you saw a couple seasons ago when when, when portland beat them in seven right you saw what a fully loaded nuggets team can do and that was a couple years ago yeah that was before Jokic was an mvp so and this in the is bubble, like yeah, yeah the bubble they the, made the western conference finals yeah and so it's you look at it from that standpoint when they're healthy they're they're dangerous they're, they're dangerous and their yeah. menace is on the i've been saying menace a lot you know, yeah, right. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, get us the medicine works it. I don't know why. So it's like it's stuck in my vocabulary, <laughs> in my head today. But, but it's no, true, they're, they're they're just they're monsters on the court and they're menaces and they're forced to be reckoned with. Really going forward in the West, it's it's not the same way it was. I think the East is a little stronger in today's day and age of the NBA than it was in years past. Yeah, but really, it's just it's going to get competitive between six and twelve for those final playoff mm-hmm. spots and play in. But yeah, yep. if you're the Nuggets and you're sitting at a one, two, or three, and one, two, or three spot. Take take that victory. That's a victory. You don't have to necessarily be the one seed because you know I think they have the best road record too in the NBA right now. I believe so. The Nuggets yep. do. So I mean, you, yep. you don't worry if you're if you have to play two games on the road in the Western Conference Finals, you can take one if not Just two, be and then go back home and, and road. Just mm-hmm. be healthy. Yeah. Hear the Nuggets and roll with it because you got who I hope they don't have voters fatigue. I know we've talked about this the last couple episodes and last week yeah. with the episode they didn't get to air because of my technical difficulty, but. Jokic is the MVP this year, and no one should take that away from him. I really hope there's no voters fatigue. And I know you're hoping for that as a Nuggets fan sure. uh, from the history they've had with Nello and, and players coming through the, through the Nuggets organization. It, it's time for the Nuggets to really get that respect. They don't even get like the national coverage like these no. other big teams get. Like the Lakers are terrible, and I'm a Lakers fan. The only reason <laughs> they get is because they're an LA team and LeBron's yeah. on the squad. Sure. So, yeah, with the Nuggets, I think Jokic should be a three three-peat in that I just no one's doing what he's doing and he's doing it by himself when guys yeah. aren't on the court or right. not healthy. So that's my, that is my not quite hot take, but yeah. Nikolai and the Nuggets Jokic should be the three time three Pete MVP after the season from the season he's having and leading the Nuggets right. right now. Yeah. The Nuggets have never made a, never ever made a finals 
which is pretty crazy. I mean, the history that they, that team has with David Thompson and Alex English, they've never made a final. So uh, hopefully Nikola Jokic can be the guy. Some about that Denver 15 jersey, man. I just breed superstars on the Nuggets. You know what I mean? Well, even so, when they had Melo and AI and J.R. Smith and um, right. Kenyon Martin. Chauncey Billups, yeah. And Chauncey, I mean, they just couldn't get past that Lakers team that went on to, to repeat. Win the finals. what yeah, happened. They Orlando. ran to a Kobe Bryant-led team that just was not going to lose. No, no, <laughs> definitely not. I think the other M- relevant NBA thing to finish off um, – you know, he can he can bug us sometimes with his with his GM things and his comments and everything about wanting to play with Steph Curry and not really helping himself out with that. But um, LeBron James, 48 points last night near near a triple double. I mean, he scored three 40 point games since turning 38. The, the guy's incredible, man. I mean, whether you like him or not, he really is. You know, again, we'll. People will argue to the cows come home when who is the better player, him or Jordan. But what he's doing at his age in year 20 Without Anthony Davis, he's trying to carry the team, and and we know that it's really his own doing. The fact that he has a Russell Westbrook and yep. he doesn't have many weapons, but he's playing great. And and I think you got to give credit where credit is due to, to LeBron James right now. I mean, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, give credit where credit's due, and hey, make the playoffs this year. I'm a Lakers fan. Please, yeah, fucking make the playoffs this year, please. Just to please play, do something, play in something. And, yeah. And I saw somewhere, I don't know if some GM was trying to troll or what, but there, I don't. It was a report came out that a GM is anticipating and kind of guessing and trying to throw on the universe out there <clears throat> yeah. to the water I drink there's a GM out there that's throwing a rumor that the Lakers are trying to pursue the trade deadline if not next season of Bradley Beal and Damian Lillard on, in Los Angeles and I've been pulling right. for Damian Lillard for the last couple of years yeah. and I did after they got knocked out after their bubble championship the next year right so I could see Dame Lill as a possibility but Bradley Beal mm, I don't think you can pull both of them you don't have any draft picks to trade you don't yeah. have any assets to trade, but you will have salary cap where maybe you could make a side and trade deal type thing. But I don't see that happening because you, you would have to throw Anthony Davis in the mix, which I'm 100% okay with if that brings Damian Lillard to Los Angeles. And I like watching Dame in Portland. I love watching him play down there at the Moda Center, being here at Pacific Northwest native. I love seeing sure. stars like that, but right, right. I also hate seeing talent wasted on franchises like Portland. So, <laughs> right. yes, yeah. please, Lakers, if you can, make a trade for Damian Lillard and bring him down to Los Angeles. Cause then, cause then from there, when LeBron's gone, you have to play yeah, at least future, have LeBron's going to be yeah. gone in probably the next year or two. I know we signed an extension, but I think it's his last year to next year because Bronny's going to enter the draft and he's gone. Wherever Bronny goes, LeBron's going. Yeah, and I, I think it's just time to rebuild and get younger. And you got guys like Jason Tatum possibly hitting free agency market in a couple of years. If he doesn't sign an extension and you got players like that, maybe go after a Kevin Durant. If it's not working in Brooklyn, just to get some scores and veteran scores and shooters because the Lakers have no shooters. No, God. no shooters like Darvin no. Ham. I saw like a depressed picture of him. It's like Darvin <laughs> Ham quotes says, yeah, they need shooters. It's like, well, no shit. Yeah, right. We've been saying that for wow. the last three seasons. They need right. shooters in Los Angeles. Hey, let's trade all our playmakers and shooters and bring in. Russell Westbrook, who's yeah, LeBrick, who's Westbrick, a horrible shooter, can't do anything, and he's having, yeah. he's having a good season off the bench. Off the bench, yeah, give but, him credit, yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I just they could bring uh, Dame Lillard in. I'd be hundred percent okay with that. Dame Lillard, Dame Dollar, baby. Yeah, no, I'm I'd, for rather, that I'd too. rather have him than Beal because he's he's been there, done that. He's been in the big games. He's hit the he's big a leader shots, too, leader. and you know, yeah. and he he could handle a market like LA. His, yeah, his, oh yeah, yeah. How he is as a professional and an athlete, you know, and a person, he would be able to handle the LA. Or some players probably couldn't. The pressure's on. Like, as if you're at least trying to win, that's that's content enough in in, in La La Land in Lakers. 
So. Yeah, they got to win and they got to have a backup plan. If LeBron does leave, Anthony Davis does leave. They always, you always got to have a backup plan in the NBA. And uh, if they trade for stars, then that's definitely a backup plan that's going to be good. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, kudos to LeBron. He's playing incredible, uh, deserves a lot of credit for that. And we'll see what happens with the Lakers moving forward as they push towards playing. I think that's realistic that they're probably that that's going to be their ceiling is the play in this year. So we'll see what happens with that. Before we get to hot takes, uh, quick MLB news. Uh, Tommy Pham signed with the Mets today. I thought that was a pretty good signing. Yeah. So a one year, $6 million deal. So I think he brings a good veteran presence, a good, good baddie. It was a good baddie. Certainly beat, beat up on the Mets in the playoffs when he was with the Padres last season. So I think that's a good signing. Uh, Obviously, you know, we talked about Carlos Correa last week. Just didn't work out. Uh, He ended up going back to the twins uh, because that's probably the only team he was going to go back to, to be honest with you. So that didn't work out with the, uh, the Mets, but uh, yeah, Tommy fam, I'm, I'm excited. You know, I think that's a good signing, right? I think uh, Scott Boris is losing his touch is what's happening. Oh, boy. He didn't get his boys $340 million contract. Like, yeah. he's going after the Giants and the Mets saying, like, well, you knew what was going on. And blah, blah. it's like, stop. It. You're yeah. just mad. Your ego can't put aside that franchise yeah, inside your your client to a 10-year, plus million deal because he has need. Yeah. I mean, that's it. That's all I that's got. It. I mean, yeah, I, right, right. I think it's a good signing, uh, Pam, to, Fam, whatever his name is, to... Uh, Tommy Fam, yep. Yeah, Tony Fam to the... Uh, Tony Fam, sorry. Tony Fam to the Mets. But really, I think... I'm just ready for baseball, man. I'm ready yeah. for All Star Weekend oh, opening day in Seattle. Yeah. I'm fucking pumped. I know, dude. I'm fucking excited for pumped. you. Yeah, it's gonna be the best. It's gonna be the the biggest. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Expectation season for the Mariners. But that's a good thing. That's a good thing. It, it, you know, the winning ways I think are back in Seattle. So that's a good thing. Um, they, signed AJ, they signed. Was it AJ Pollock? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. AJ from Pollock. Yeah. Played yeah, with the Diamondbacks the for a little bit. And then he oh, was with no, the White Sox yeah, this last right. season. He was with so, the White Sox, yeah, yeah. And that's my that's not like a hot take, but that's a sneaky good signing for the Mariners yeah. because they have a blank kind of open spot there in the outfield. And while Pollock didn't have a good year this last year, he hits lefty pitching really well. Okay. If that's not going to be an everyday position for a guy like a Jared Kellenek or a Sam Haggerty, then put AJ Pollock against lefty because he's going to rake. Because I I don't have the stats pulled up, but against lefties he did really well. I watched it on MLB Network the other day. Okay. It's, it's a sneaky good signing because Jared Kellenic could not hit against lefties, let alone pitchers right. in general at the MLB level. And Haggerty batted 300, but then he got hurt. So there's maybe the question and concern of can Haggerty stay healthy, which I think he should be an everyday player. He's the fastest, most athletic player in the league. And mm-hmm. he's a good one-two punch down there in the nine hole leading into Julio in the one spot. So I think Sam Haggerty should be starting in left or right field wherever they throw a Teoscar Hernandez in Seattle. But Pollock's not a bad pickup to be like an every fourth day player against a lefty. Someone needs a day off, throw Pollock out there. Let him go one for five or oh for four or whatever. But he does he does well against lefties. I want to, I wish I could pull the stats up. We're about to end it. But MLB Network, they were talking about like, no, he's he's a good sneaky signing that the Mariners did, and they're just not shelling and investing out and wasting money. They're gonna grow with their talent and then make trades come trade deadline, which I think yeah. is very smart for the Mariners. So yeah, good sneaky signing by the Mariners for Pollock. And really, I hope Jared Kellenick has a good year this year and can he's the key. find yeah. that groove. Yeah. And then if not, I mean, Sam Haggerty did really well in that nine spot and being a utility guy for the Mariners. So their future's bright. I don't see them not competing for a title next year. I think that's really the expectations now that DePoto and Service have set foot and bringing in the, the emergence and surgence of Julio Rodriguez and the pitching yeah. staff they signed. I think it, it's win now in Seattle. So, you know, I'm going to roll with that. We'll talk about that more when baseball rolls around. We'll have our picks sure. and all that. But really, as a Mariners fan, you know, we only... We've only like Griffey only made the playoffs what like two or three times. So it's That's just right. like we don't have a history of winning. And we when need to have spring, a history of winning. 
The spring training start in February, late February for the. I think Niners? catchers and pitchers report the end of February. Uh, I don't. I don't know okay. the exact dates. I meant to look that up today. I'm just curious. Yeah. Like, when, when, when the catchers and pitchers report? And where do they go? Arizona, Arizona, or Florida. Okay. There, there's gotcha. two. There's two leagues, and, but um, Seattle goes to Peroria, Arizona, which is like okay. just north of Phoenix. Okay. Okay. Well, we're excited for the Mariners. We're excited for the Mets. We're excited for the Mariners. It should be a great, you know, upcoming season. A lot of anticipation, which is good. And for... no eighteen inning playoff. No. Game yeah. Year. Yeah. Yeah. Mariners. No. None of that. None of that. Okay. I got sweat marks from that game from screaming oh, and yeah, drinking yes. for eight hours. <laughs> well, not eight hours. They cut concessions off in the seventh inning. Oh. After the seventh. So by the thirteenth inning, everyone's sober and getting like antsy. Like, all right, this game is the end. <laughs> right. I spent five hundred dollars to be here. Yeah, right. This game is then whether I like I said, it's the fifteenth inning, and I was like, dude, I don't care if we win or lose at this point. Let's, I'm just let's wrap it up, oh, fellas. I'm hungry. I'm dehydrated now. Right. I gotta drive back home. A well, two that's and a half true hour fan, though, traffic. man. That's that's a true fan sticking with the game. You know what I'm saying? Although and everyone did, the whole game yeah. was still packed. Impressive, so. no doubt. And and one one more thing too. Uh, the Pirates Seton Hall beat uh, UConn today. UConn's ranked fifteenth, and of course, uh, Seton Hall not ranked. So, but that's a big win. That's a big win. Big right win there. for you, uh, yes. Sun Devils Nation. The oh, wrong one. That was UW. Sun Devils Nation. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. We suck. So we're looking forward to baseball season. We're a very good baseball. Very group. good baseball team. That's right. I'm trying Absolutely. to transfer to UW. That's all. Like, Dubs up. I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to transfer my credits. You know, you know, I went back to school and Arizona State accepted me for some odd reason. I guess <laughs> you have a beating pulse and an IQ <laughs> above ten. You can get to Arizona State. So. <laughs> You know, well, you know, it's, it's, it's there and Wazoo here with you, Washington State University. So I do want to transfer to, to UW and finish off a Husky okay. if possible oh, that makes for, sense. My, for my degree. So, but it's just a little cheaper. But, you know, if I don't, hey, go Sun Devils, man. Just yeah. go Biggest Sun party Devils. school yeah. in the nation. That's what they're yeah. always ranked. The biggest party school in the nation every year. Every year. So, yeah, no doubt. Hey, at um, least we're right. number, they're number one in something. For something, right. <laughs> all right, let's move on to our, our uh, show thing. We always finish the show with our hot takes. Uh, do you want me to go first? I have one. Go for it. All right, so my hot take is the Bears have the number one pick. Oh, hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. What's your hot take? All right, so the Chicago Bears, they have the number one pick, right? And I know their GM said that they're going to have to be blown away to take a quarterback number one, but my gut is telling me that they're at that position. They have the number one pick. I don't think they're going to trade it. I think they're probably going to draft Bryce Young. I really do. I think they're going to give him Justin Fields some competition. I don't know. If just, I mean, I, I know Justin Fields didn't have a lot of weapons. I know that. But the Bears, they're a franchise that never wants to be the number one pick, right? They have a very storied franchise. And they've been looking for a star quarterback forever since McMahon, I guess, right? When the, Back in the 80s with Dicka. So, I am I mean, it's a hot take. I know it might not happen. But uh, my gut's telling me that they're going to they're gonna take a quarterback at number one. All right, all right. I really don't have one. Well, you had one my, before, my, right? my hot take was the Giants beat Philadelphia in okay, Philly well. this week. They upset Philly. So It's a hot take, no doubt. My hot take is for all you watching and listening. I want you to comment below and let us know what your hot take is this week going into playoff, the divisional round of the playoffs this weekend. So my hot take is for you watching and listening. What is your hot takes and or like blown out whatever take it can be? It doesn't have to necessarily be football for the divisional round. It could be in anything. What's okay. your hot take? I want to hear it. Comment yeah. below and let us know what it is. All right. Well, that's a good way to end the show, man. Hopefully we get some, a lot of comments. We want to hear from you guys. And, of course, you can uh, listen to us, follow us, all that. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're on TikTok. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We are on TikTok. Um, SoundCloud as well. So there's a lot of there's all these different ways to 
get the talking ball podcast and we appreciate appreciate y'all listening clicking that appreciate play every button. every listener every follower yes. everyone yes. viewing every click you know we appreciate it we know we do it for fun it's our little a little side hobby we do we're gonna bring more we always say it but we're actually gonna do it probably maybe not this weekend but the weekend after we, we you and i go to the ball and do some of the the questions interviews and all that so yeah. no yeah thank you everyone that follows listens you know keeps in touch the, the support the trolling, all that. We like it. You know, any engagement is good engagement in the social media realm. So we do enjoy it in that sense as well. And I did talk to Mason today. Mason and I went and got Chipotle today during lunch and he's, he's doing good. He's living a good life. He did hit one episode for him for his podcast, the loaded bases podcast. And he had yep, the, yep. The, the Cubs third baseman recently. Yeah. Patrick, I can't wisdom. Patrick wisdom. Thank you. And he, um, I guess he's actually from the Snohomish area. Oh, Mason really? was oh, telling okay. me. And so, yeah, he, um, he said he had a good talk with him and he's just been busy the dad life, you know, and yeah. all that. And, and moving forward and just he's been busy with work and he wants to get back recording with us when the time's given, you know, and all that. And I said, that Hey, we're more right. than welcome to have you, man. So it's just, yeah, you know, oh, yeah. you got a, oh, yeah. got a busy dad life going on. And so we, um, we understand that, you know, so, you know, we're just, I was glad to see him. Glad you're doing well. He says, what's up to you too, Ryan. And yeah, we, for um, sure. So I told him it's been a hot minute. You no, know, here's the thing. Mason owed, owed me crumble cookie for our bet. The beginning of the NFL season, we bet. So I bet him, he wanted a month's worth of Chipotle for those listening and viewing and all that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that Juju, he thought Juju Smith-Schuster would eclipse and pass 1,500 receiving yards. I said, no chance in hell he's doing <laughs> yeah, that. No. Even his best season, he had no. like 1,400 and something. Yeah. See it happen. And so I said, I will bet you a month's worth of Chipotle it doesn't happen. And he said, all right, bet. Right? The lingo, the kids said, all right, bet. So he yeah, did that, yeah, yeah. and he lost because Juju of didn't course. even have a thousand yards. I mean, no shot. He, he, yeah, he, he had some shines where I'm like, ooh, maybe he does get that fifteen hundred. But it just the Chiefs were loaded. They traded for Tony. Uh, was it Tony? Kadarius Tony. Yeah, Kadarius yeah. Tony and um, Kelsey and Pacheco and all these guys in that lineup. It's just hard for one guy. If Travis Kelsey's getting fifteen hundred yards, yeah, that's more realistic. Not getting fifteen hundred. <laughs> right, right. Mason, it was a very good bet on your end, but I did get a. <laughs> I did get a four pack of crumble cookie. That's oh, what I wanted. If I wanted, good so stuff. you know, he paid up today. Like, hey, you want to go get Chipotle? Uh, catch up real quick. He's like, yeah. So I picked him up and we went got nice. some Chipotle because he loves Chipotle. Yeah. He's like, he's like, fuck the juju. Juju sucks and blah blah blah. Like, I thought about <laughs> that he sucks. He's a good role player receiver in sure. a great chief system, but not fifteen hundred yards. No, no shot. Yeah, no, no. And, and Travis <laughs> Kelsey, one of the best receivers slash tight ends in the league, isn't getting fifteen hundred. Right. Juju's not getting fifteen hundred. Right. So that's right. why I very rare. That. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. All right, man. Well, that's going to be it. Of course, guys, thank you for listening. We appreciate it and watching as well. We will be back next week with another another episode of the Talking Ball podcast. So for Antonio, I am Ryan. Peace, guys. Peace, guys.